When you think about the word salvation, do you think that it's about your sins being forgiven so you can go to heaven? Do you really understand the totality of what Jesus did when he said, it is finished? All the benefits that you have available to you in salvation? Well, friend, today in episode number 65, I want to share with you the true meaning of salvation and all that it offers you as a believer in Christ. And this is something that I believe will truly set you free and help you in your freedom and healing journey. So I want you to receive this today, and there is so much to teach on this, so I want to just give you more of a sample today and just help you um, understand kind of from a 30,000-foot view, because I can go very deep. Um, if you know me, if you listen to me long enough, you know I am an all-in girl. I am sold out for Jesus. I tell people, if you just fall in love with Jesus, you will have a whole new life open up to you because he truly is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm going to share a little bit about my story, but really what salvation means and the benefits that it has for you. So grab a pen and paper because this will be kind of a Bible teaching because I'm going to go into the meanings of the word in the Hebrew and the Greek so you can understand what this is talking about for you. If you have questions, because I know this is a deep topic, reach out to me, send me an email, lori at lauriksnyder.com or DM me on social, on Instagram or Facebook at Lori K-A-Y Snyder. I would love to talk with you. I also am taking, um, I have two more spots open for one-to-one mentoring or coaching that I want to help you live the life that God intends for you, for you to be who God says that you are and to know everything that he has available for you. So message me. And I also have a free resource for you, uh, Living in God's Best or Experiencing God's Best for You. And you can get that on my website, lauriksnyder.com forward slash free dash training forward slash. That's my free gift to you. It's an hour teaching that talks about everything that God has for you. Uh, And it's going to give you some questions too that you can ask the Lord and encounter him in a real and personal way. So that is my gift to you. And uh, I'm excited. So this is going to be a great topic. So here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be because you were created to thrive. to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Several years ago, I had a Bible study in my home when I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I would get uh, asked to pray for a lot of people that were dealing with sicknesses, you know, uh, cancer reports, various diseases, uh, emotional issues, and so forth. 
And I found that as I started talking to them about what salvation truly meant and what Jesus did for them in his finished work on the cross, their hearts started opening to receive the benefits and they would get healed. And so I started to realize I need to talk about salvation and all that Jesus did for us in his death, burial, and resurrection. So this is my heart, and especially as we're coming into Christmas, we talk about the Savior of the world is born, but I want to talk about salvation. And typically, a lot of times we don't wait. We wait until Easter to talk about this, but we need to talk about it now because it is the true gift of Christmas, all right? I just want to share a little bit of my story first to, to know why this is such an important topic for me personally, because I got scared into heaven. I did not want to go to hell, and I knew I was a sinner. I grew up heathen, so I was very aware of my sin and was so conscious and guilt-stricken and full of shame for my past. But I really had what I call the fire insurance. Jesus was my Savior. I knew my sins were forgiven, and I was going to heaven. But I was not thriving in life at all. I was really sick, uh, prolonged sick, but it was more of my soul was sick. And then it manifested in my body with a lot of diseases, underactive thyroid and just a lot of gut problems. And um, I was carrying that in my body. And so what I didn't realize was, what is the kingdom of God? What was I saved from and what are all the benefits of? I didn't understand that it was all about Jesus's finished work on the cross because my focus was on me trying to live up to God's standard, to be holy, to be righteous, but I was defeated every day. And it, it wasn't until this year in, or this time of year in 2005 when my husband and I separated when I really came to the end of myself and I said, God, I need to know you and the power of your resurrection. I need to know who you are personally versus just about you. I need you to make me whole and make my life significant. And I have several podcasts on this, so you can go back to my early beginnings uh, when I started the podcast to hear more of my story. But what happened was transformation came when I surrendered to God's love for me. And I started to receiving everything that he said in his word and started renewing my mind, reprogramming the way I thought to come into an agreement with God's truth, his way, and his life. So I want to, I'm going to focus on two scriptures today. I'm going to talk about Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, and Isaiah 53, uh, 3 through 5, and also 10 through 11. And I'm going to do more of a teaching for this because it's so important that we know this. And again, this is not a an in-depth one at all. So here we go. Okay, I'm going to read Psalm 103, uh, first of all. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I don't have time because of the podcast. Um, I try to keep it shorter for you. Um, 
I encourage you go into look at the Hebrew words for all of those. Break the break this psalm down, which is a song of David, a song of rejoicing. And it's so important that we understand what these Hebrew words mean. The Old Testament is written in Hebrew, and then the New Testament is in Greek. But a lot of times when we translate that into English, um, the words we think that they mean really aren't the accurate meaning. So going into the Hebrew and in the Greek to get to the root words will totally change how you see scripture and how you can receive it. And when it's talking about so that, um, this is talking about the desires of your heart too, where it'll satisfy your desires. It says satisfy your mouth, but it's also saying satisfy your desires with good things. And you know, if you've listened to my last few podcasts, I've been talking about what are those deep desires of our heart to be loved and accepted, to have connection, to be understood, to be safe and secure, and um, to be valued and, and to feel our worth. This is what God wants to give us, Our what I call this salvation benefits package. And I'm going to dive deeper into this with Isaiah 53 so we can understand what this is talking about, because Isaiah is looking 600 years before Jesus's birth. So he is prophesying, he is seeing in the Spirit um, through the power of the Holy Spirit that had come upon him to open up his eyes to see Jesus on the cross. And so he's going to talk about what Jesus did in his finished work on the cross. So Psalm 103 will just bless you, but now Isaiah 53 is going to even more bless you. And it's going to start out by saying, who's going to believe the report of the Lord? And if you know me, the whole process we have in our faith journey is believing, receiving, and then releasing. That is the pattern. I'm a pattern person. So if you want to know, how do you walk by faith and not by sight? You believe, you receive, and then you release. And this is how we are actually saved. We believe Jesus is who he says he is. We receive it in our heart, and then we speak it with our mouth. Now I'm simplifying that, but that's the pattern. So if you can keep that in mind. And before I get into Isaiah 53, I want to talk about salvation in the Old Testament was really more about being delivered. And um, they looked at redemption, but the Savior was not born yet. So they were looking more to safety and security and deliverance, where the Old or excuse me, where the New Testament then is going to shift into really uh, what Jesus offers. And salvation is for the whole person, spirit, soul, body. And I will unpack this as we go. Let me, before I talk about what sozo uh, salvation means, let's unpack Isaiah 53. Sorry, I get excited and I've got so much that I just want to give you all of this goodness because when your eyes become open to the scriptures and you will start to what I call connect the dots, scripture upon scripture, it will start to just get you so excited and you will start to see the word the living word, Jesus, become alive to you. You know, one of my pet peeves is when people, especially pastors or ministers say, did you read your Bible today? Did you pray? Did you do your devotion? My question is, 
Did you even understand what you read? What you were praying about? Who are you connecting to? That's for another topic. Okay, so I want you to, what Timothy talks about, rightly divide the word of truth, to take in the whole counsel of God and be able to apply it to your life so it's a living relationship. It's not about just reading a book and checking that off the list that you did your devotion that day or you read your Bible verse. Check. Too many people put God in a box and then just check them off the list. I am inviting you into something so deep and intimate that your life will be transformed as a result. And it's a process. It's a journey. But it's so exciting. And you will start to find you will thrive in every aspect of life because Jesus is the source of life. When he said in John 10.10, he came to give us life and life in abundance. That is the zoe. That Greek word is zoe, the God quality kind of life. And everything is wrapped up in to what he offers in salvation. Well, let me just give you what salvation means. All right. So in the New Testament, first of all, Jesus's name in Hebrew is Yeshua, which means salvation. Jesus is our salvation. In the Greek, though, I'm going to focus on the Greek because we are a new covenant believer. So there's two words for salvation in the Greek. One's a verb and one's a noun. Uh, sozo is the noun. And, um, or did I get that? No, sozo is a verb, sorry. Sozo is the verb and soteria is the, the noun. Sozo, the verb, means to save, make whole, heal, be whole preserve, to do well, to prosper. And it's used 106 times in the New Testament. And the word soteria, and that means to be saved, to deliver, to heal, saving. Soteria denotes deliverance, preservation, and salvation. It's most commonly used to mean bodily health or well-being, to prosper, to heal, In the Old Testament, it was most commonly used to mean God's deliverance of his people from their struggles or danger, blessing, health, or happiness. But really it means, the salvation means inclusively to sum up all of the blessings God has bestowed upon all people in Christ through the Holy Spirit. And that is so exciting. And that's where it's your right as a believer to know what is your inheritance in Christ. And Paul talks a lot about this. And it's spirit, soul, and body. So part of it is you have been saved. So when it talks about salvation in the New Testament, you have been saved, you're being saved, and you will be saved. Let me explain that real quick. You have been saved. Spiritually, when you become a born-again believer, when you believe on Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your spirit becomes alive to God. You're a new creation in Christ where all things have passed away and all things become new. That's in your born-again spirit. Your soul then, in Romans 12 too, it talks about not being trans or not being conformed to the patterns of the world, but being transformed by renewing our mind to what is the good and perfect and acceptable will or good, acceptable and perfect will of God. That is our soul realm, our mind, our will, emotions. 
and involves our personality, that is being saved. That is being transformed. The more we get into God's word to look at it as a mirror of this is who God says we are. This is who we are, that we are citizens of heaven. We are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. We are in union with him, that this is our common union, our communion with him. That is a spiritual reality that needs to become our natural reality as we walk out. You know, Paul talks about walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. Um, that doesn't mean that we're trying to be saved as in born again. It means we're, tr- we're, we're um, bringing our soul into subjection to our spiritual realities of all that Jesus has done for us in his finished work on the cross, in his death and resurrection. And then also, our body will be saved. One day, we will get a new body, hallelujah, in heaven. But right now, um, you know, our body goes through things. And I have found that to the degree that our soul lines up with the Word of God, it will start to make um, itself known in our body. Like, I have been physically healed several times by getting into the Word of God, but getting my soul healed casting all of my cares onto Jesus and really putting my focus on everything that Jesus did on the cross. And then my body starts to line up with it. All right. I hope that makes sense to you. So let's talk about Isaiah 53 and everything that Jesus, he's prophesying redemption and what redemption offers us. And Redemption means to bring back to its original state. Even if we brought something back or on, on ourselves, redemption has two sides. It's spiritual and physical. And you'll see Jesus uh, demonstrate this in his ministry here on the earth when he would say, your, fin- your sins are forgiven, and then he would heal them. And that's a whole other topic there too. But as we know that our sins are forgiven... We can experience healing in our physical body, not just in our soul, but in our physical body. And I am a living proof of that. I had miracles happen in my body when I got an understanding of everything Jesus did on the cross and that God is not angry at me. God is not holding my sins against me because he sees me through the blood of Jesus in Jesus's finished work, and all that Jesus endured for my sake, my body lined up and I got healed. All right, so let's talk about Isaiah 53. I'm just going to start with Isaiah 53, 3 through 5 right here. It says, speaking of Jesus, again, Isaiah is looking into the future when Jesus is on the cross. It says, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as if it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed." I want to unpack just some of these words because they're not really familiar. We can think, oh, I know what this means, and we don't. So let's talk about what the Hebrew words mean here, where it says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. 
Born means carried or suffered. So Jesus suffered for us. He's the suffering servant. And griefs here doesn't mean sadness. Griefs means sickness, diseases, anxiety, calamity. Sorrows means pain. So if you can start to get the picture of what Jesus did, everything that Adam's original sin caused, death and destruction, disease, curse, here on the earth, Jesus actually suffered for that, for you. It says that he was wounded. That means he was pierced. And when he was on the cross, when they pierced his side, that's a foreshadow that Isaiah is talking about. He was bruised. That means he was crushed for our iniquities, which means punishment, guilt, sin, rebellion. By his stripes, meaning his wounds, everything you know that he was whipped and beaten. And before that, in Isaiah 52, talks about how Jesus wasn't even recognizable as a human because he was so disfigured from all the beatings he had when he was whipped. The chastisement of our peace, that is talking about our soul and our emotions, that shalom, the peace. And when I see this, when Jesus had the crown of thorns thrust into his head, everything mental anguish that pierced his skull or pierced his, his you know, skin and blood that he took in his body and that by his stripes we are healed. And that healed means Rapha, which is the name of God, Jehovah Rapha. And it talks about that in Exodus 15, 26. Rapha refers to physical healing, that Jesus both bore both, I can't talk here, Jesus bore both our sin and our sickness because sin is the root and sickness is the, the fruit of that root. So Jesus here is paying in his body, in his soul for our sin, for the rebellion. Salvation is for the whole man. In Isaiah 55, 10 through 11, it says, Yet it pleased the Lord, the Father, to bruise him. And again, that bruising means crush. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. And again, bruising means crush, oppress. Grief means to make him sick, diseased, weak. Everything that curse, the sin, the rebellion of Adam brought into mankind and the earth, Jesus paid for that in his physical body. To labor means to travail, to have misery. 
And satisfied means he fulfilled it for the iniquities, the punishment, the guilt of sin. Jesus on the cross, his very last words were, it is finished. And when he's crying out on the cross, when he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you turned your head away from me? The father could not look at sin and all that Jesus bore in his body. That's why it says it pleased God to bruise Jesus, to crush and oppress Jesus, because Jesus paid the penalty for us to redeem us back to right relationship with Father God, just as it was in the garden, in God's original intent, in his original creation, where it says in Genesis 1, 26 through 31, that God created Elohim, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, to have dominion here on the earth, to rule and reign, to be God's kind, to be his representative here on the earth, and to advance God's kingdom. That is what God has. And where it talks about he shall see his seed, that's what is prophesied or spoken of in um, Genesis 3, where it's speaking of Satan that the seed, Mary's, or excuse me, Eve, well, it's Mary's seed, which is Jesus, that the seed will crush Satan's head. This is the seed. Jesus is the seed that is promised in Genesis 3. And It is the seed that we talk about in Luke when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will bear God's son. This is Jesus. Do you see how this is all fitting together? Do you see how this is truly the Christmas story? Yes, it's about the birth of Jesus, but it goes all the way back to Genesis, the beginnings. Because God wants to have a relationship with us that's so vibrant and intimate and personal. And he cares about our whole health, our whole being, spirit, soul, and body. Friends, there's more to this life than you're currently experiencing. God's kingdom has come. It's already in us through the power of the Holy Spirit, which resides in our born-again spirit, if you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior. But it's up to our soul to come into an agreement and to understand all that's been given to us so we can release that into our life and into the lives of others. And I'm telling you where it says in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Because that's where it happens. It happens in that soul realm. That's where we live, in our emotions, in our mental thoughts, in our well-being, in our attitudes. So I'm inviting you to surrender to God's love, his truth, and his way. And if you don't know him this way, it's simply just inviting him in. You know, make room for him. Right now as we're coming into Christmas, right? The Christmas story, there was no room at the inn. All you have to do is invite him and say, Lord, I make room for you to do what you want to do in me and for me and through me. And I'm telling you, it's so amazing. Amazing The gospel of peace. That peace means shalom, complete healing and wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. That's his invitation for you. And it's simply a matter of surrendering to his love and saying, Lord, I want this. Be my Lord and Savior. I surrender to you. I surrender my will to do your will. 
in your will is that I would have intimate relationship with you to experience all of your benefits, every single one of them. Not just that my sins are forgiven and I'm going to heaven, but healing and wholeness, soundness of mind. Friend, those are yours. That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So reach out to him. If you need help with this, reach out to me. I'm here for you. That's a lot of information for today. Um, I will continue as we move forward in this um, to talk more about salvation and what all is available to you. The kingdom of God is upon you. It's in you. But you've got to know what those are. You've got to know what the gospel really means. And as my eyes were open to this 17 years ago, my life radically changed. And that invitation's for you. So, Father God, I just pray for all who are listening here. Holy Spirit, you draw all people to Jesus, who is our salvation. He is our suffering servant. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Mighty Counselor, Emmanuel, God with us. And I pray for a deep understanding that the eyes of our hearts would be opened, our ears would be opened, and our hearts would be opened to receive your truth of who you are, Jesus, and who we are in you, and that union you are inviting us into so we can have life to the fullest. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, I hope this podcast has blessed you. And now here is a way that you can really bless me in return. First of all, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And then go to Apple Podcasts, leave me a written review along with a five-star rating. This not only encourages me to keep going and producing these episodes, but it makes it possible for others to learn about this podcast as well. Then go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or your review and then share it on your Instagram and Facebook stories and make sure you tag me at Lori K. Snyder. So then I can share you and my stories and then we can just be social together. Together we can reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and this podcast helps make that possible to fulfill the Great Commission. Thank you so much and God bless.